Many people, they're just comfortable with average. They're not willing to put in the effort, the attention, and the work required to get above average results. Now, if you're looking at average results and you're saying, I don't want average results. I want extraordinary results. I want to live an extraordinary life. I want to be financially free, not maybe hopefully one day, but sooner rather than later, 10 years or less, preferably. Then guess what? By default, it's going to require you to examine an assumption. Diversification is actually the number one thing that's standing in your way. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. Hey, what's up? Uh, Rise up, live free, Cashflow Tactics podcast listeners. I am Jimmy Vreeland. With me today is Ryan Lee. Would you like to say hi, Ryan? I would love to say hi, Jimmy. It's always a pleasure to be on the mic with you, my friend. And today we're excited because we are going to turn another idea upside down on its head and we are, we're going to actually go into attack mode and we are going to hammer on another myth conception of a goldfish advisor. And what we're talking about today is the difference between diversification versus focus. You know what? This topic is near and dear to my heart, Jimmy, because, you know, at the end of this, you're going to learn that what you've been sold is a bag of lies. You've been sold a path to literally getting average results. I mean, I think everyone looks at their life and they say, I want extraordinary things to happen. But yet when you turn to the holy grail of advice, especially in finance, it by definition and default, it's, it's yielding and leading to average results. So, now, we're going to turn this one on its head, go deep down this rabbit hole and help you understand that what we're talking about today isn't a financial principle. It's actually a life principle. And that's really at the heart of what we're going to talk about. That is something I love about the financial freedom formula and cash flow tactics is generally every life principle we have will also apply to your financial plan. Whereas most goldfish advice, there's like these magical exceptions just because it's finance. Yeah. So a holy grail of a traditional financial planner, Ryan says, be diversified in a well-balanced portfolio of stocks, blah, 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 mutual funds, blah, blah, yep. blah. Lots of blah, blah, blahs in there. But yeah, think about this in your financial plan. If you've ever talked to a financial advisor or a financial planner or a parent or an uncle or a robo-advisor or whoever it might be, the number one question, it's almost without default, it's just assumed that this is inherently part of your financial plan, is how well diversified are you? And if we examine the root of that question, most people take it as just a fundamental truth that diversification is required in a financial plan. And the reality of it is, it's not. And if you focus on diversification, well, I'm, that's, that's an interesting word. If you, uh, if you allow yourself to be diversified, then by default, you are going to allow yourself to get average results. And so let's go down that rabbit hole. Why is it, Jimmy? Why are we told to diversify? What's the impetus behind that? I believe, so let's look at it from a deep conspiratorial way, and then let's look at giving it the best light it possibly can. I think what diversification means is if the whole economy is going down, you want to have, you 
You want to have something diversified or spread out that not everything you own goes down. And that's a whole nother podcast to talk about. Is that even possible? But like if you're invested in oil very heavy, obviously oil is very volatile, right? Yes. So you want to have something not as volatile volatile as oil in your portfolio. Yes. So on the surface, I think that's how they sell it. On the surface, it totally makes sense, right? If oil goes down, maybe gold and silver goes up and it hedges my loss. And overall, I have a more smooth outcome. Now, there's so a lot of That's what they're logic. actually talking about is a hedge, not necessarily, yes. but they take the hedge idea and spray it everywhere. Yes. And that's where it goes de- gets bad. You know, here's the way I, I found and I and like to really examine this idea of diversification. I like to take my finance hat off. Let's, I mean, it's so easy to dive down this rabbit hole of money, but let's talk about life. Let's talk about any area of life that you've achieved success in. So as you're listening to this podcast, think about an area of your life that you're proud of, something that you can look at that area of life and say, hey, I've been successful there. I've achieved extraordinary results, whether it's in your parenting or maybe in your health and fitness or maybe in your career or maybe in your physical, you know, you're super in shape, whatever it is. I want you to examine the results of that area of your life and ask yourself a question. How did you arrive at those type of results? If you're a great parent, were you a great parent to your kids and everyone's kids in the neighborhood and a great teacher and a great employee and a great all, all the other things at the same time? Probably not. If you're in a lot of shape, like were you really good at lifting weights and running and riding bikes and eating and all of the things? And and in addition to that, are you an avid reader and are you an avid, you know, do you sleep 10 hours a day? Probably not, right? <laughs> Probably not. So Big results come on the tail end of not diversification. Big results come on the tail end of focus, right? And I'll never forget, you know, it was interesting when my oldest son, when he had to get heart surgery, I can't tell you how intensely focused we were on finding the right surgeon that had dedicated his entire life to being the best heart surgeon out there. I wanted someone that was laser focused on that specific organ of someone's you know, body that was good at doing surgery, good at opening up the rib cage, good at, you know, replacing holes in someone's heart and good at, you know, healing that person, not someone that was good at heart surgery and good at brain surgery and a good therapist and all of those other things. I wanted someone that was focused. And at the tail end of that focus, the expectation was that person could help me, my son, get the results that I wanted. Right. So does that idea make sense, Jimmy? It makes perfect sense to me. And because you not only found probably a cardiologist, but you had to find a pediatric yes. cardiologist yes. or whatever, whatever type of doctor that was. And, you know, you taught me this uh, probably around three or four years ago, right? Uh, do you remember the analogy you gave me that made it make sense for me? Yeah. So this is a great analogy as well. I mean, and I think any kid can relate to this. So let's take a walk back in time, Jimmy. You might still do this. I, it still looks kind of fun to me. But back as kids, what did we love to do? Running around neighborhoods, you know, this was back before cell phones and iPads and all that kind of stuff. So we had to kind of create our fun. And sometimes little boys didn't come up with the most constructive version of fun. But back in the day, if you had a magnifying glass, you could look through that magnifying glass and magnify what you were looking at. And if you were really creative, you could take that magnifying glass outside, point it under the sun, direct the sunlight through the magnifying glass, and then point it at a thing whether that thing was alive or not, maybe a piece of paper, maybe an ant. And because you had a magnifying glass and you directed all of the the sun's heat and energy through a magnifying glass, you actually had the ability to burn 
through paper or destroy an ant or do something like that because you are focusing the energy of the sun. Now, if you take the magnifying glass away, the sun's still hot, but the energy of the sun is dispersed and diversified across the board. So nothing's burning to the ground. So that is the idea of diversification versus focus. If you're going to diversify, you're going to get a watered down result. You're going to get an average result. You're going to get, you know, look around and look at what everyone else is doing. And that's what you can expect. If, however, you want extraordinary results, all it requires is not more diversification. In fact, it requires you to go the other, uh, the other end of the spectrum, more focus, become the most elite heart surgeon, focus the energy of the sun, focus your financial investing, not on a diversified portfolio, but on a very targeted and specific outcome. And so when we created Cashflow Tactics, we didn't create it to help other people. We actually created it for ourselves. Jimmy, you were stuck. I was stuck. Brad was stuck. And in the beginning, I think all of us fell into the trap, right? We were all diversified. Jimmy, talk a little bit about your diversification, your diversified approach to achieving financial freedom in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I was doing MLM. I was trading notes. I was doing lease options. I was owning some rentals. I was investigating cryptocurrency. I was, what other dumb thing did I do? Basically, if I heard a podcast and there was a business idea on it, 10 days later, I was doing it. You were doing it. And so and if it was, you looked- it was high energy. It was, I was living my entrepreneurial dream. Yep. I was dreaming, baby. Yeah, but dream. there was a complete and dangerous, utter lack of focus. But I was well diversified in my entrepreneurial e- efforts. Well, now here's where it gets really interesting. If we continue to go down this rabbit hole, yeah, you followed the excitement. Yeah, you were diversified. But let's now go to the thing that actually matters. What were your results? Very, if it did not contain core four or four pillars, it was horrible results. Yeah. Worst. A very average result, right? And that's yeah. that no, not is not just average, bad, bad, below average, below average. But you don't know, see that's the problem. That's the problem. And this is the problem that I started running into in my financial plan. Is in the beginning, I was diversified. I put my money in a mutual fund, and it was diversified. But somehow, I looked at a diversified portfolio, and I expected an above average return. But think about it this way: How does the stock market report its annual? you know, performance. Like if you go look at the S&P or you go look at an index fund or you go look at a financial advisor, what do they report? They report the average return that the average investor gets. So if you look at that and you say, I'm comfortable with average, then diversification is your path. That's why when we built Cashflow Tactics, we didn't want to build this to be the end all be all for every single person because many people, they're just comfortable with average. They're not willing to put in the effort, the attention and the work required to get above average results. Now, if you're looking at average results and you're saying, I don't want average results, I want extraordinary results, I want to live an extraordinary life, I want to be financially free, not maybe hopefully one day, but sooner rather than later, 10 years or less preferably, then guess what? By default, it's going to require you to examine an assumption. Diversification is actually the number one thing that's standing in your way. And then now I gotta stop you right there. Like, if that is true, how did diversification get this place on the pinnacle of gaining wealth? Oh, man. Goldfish advisors point to this. How did this, You're saying it's complete crap. How did it become a rule of thumb? Yeah, sometimes I feel like we walk the border of a conspiracy theory. And I think one day we just have to embrace it and we need to go all the way down the rabbit hole and talk about all the conspiracy theories. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories today, but what I am going to tell you is 
if you're abdicating the responsibility and the outcome of your financial plan to someone, right? A financial planner, a well-diversified portfolio, then by default, you're going to get average results. And here's the reality. Like you and I, Jimmy, we know, like I knew in the beginning when I first started trying to option trade and, and you know, do all those things, I just felt like I, I couldn't do it. I felt like I didn't have any control over it. And at some point, most people believe and truly understand that, you know, maybe they're not smart enough to, you know, invest on their own. But they kind of believe that if they give their money to someone else, a Wall Street advisor, someone that has a lot of credentials and, and you know, initials behind their name and sits at a mahogany desk, somehow they believe that that person has more skill and ability than they do. And they expect to get a higher result. But the reality of it is, like, think about it this way. You don't have any control over the markets. How much control do you believe your financial advisor has? Like if you call up your financial advisor right now, it's a, if we date stamp this podcast, we're kind of in the middle of COVID, right? And the market has just been doing nothing but going crazy. If you call up a financial advisor right now and say, hey, I want a better return, what is that financial advisor going to say? Invest in a well-diversified portfolio. You're in it for the long run. You're diversified, right? You, some of the some of your stocks are doing poorly, but guess what? We got you in bonds, and so that's kind of evening things out. You're diversified, and you're in it for the long run. And the reality of this borderline conspiracy theory is, you don't have any control. But the reality of it is, your financial advisor, Wall Street, has no control either. Which means they had to blanket, they had to sell you a dream of diversification. And they had to sell you this dream of one day, if you're well diversified, everything's going to work out. But there's zero, 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 zero accountability in that. If I went to the heart surgeon that performed surgery on my son and asked him for the results of a successful heart surgery today, if he told me to be diversified and just wait for one day, I would have walked away. Right. right? Hey, I'm really good at heart surgery. I'm really good at, you know, physical therapy. I'm a really good singer. You know, yeah, I'll give it a try and we'll just see how it works out over the long run. No. I want a result now. So guys, that's the, that's the borderline conspiracy theory. Like if, if you want to be financially free, it's going to require you to look at the, the misconception, the lie, whether it's intentional or just by default, that the number one thing standing in your way is the holy grail of diversification. If you approach your finances, just like any area of your life with a diversified approach, you will get an average result at best case scenario. And then the other reason diversification when you're advising somebody else, it's like you were talking about, it's the ultimate pass the buck. Yeah. I can't really guarantee there's any chance. So why don't we just spread it all around? I can't say focus on this one thing and you'll be okay. So I'm just going to have you spread everything around. And then I know we were starting casual tactics and I, you know, I would lay awake at night. I'm like, uh oh, are we really going to tell people to only focus on what they want? And then three asset classes of owning a business, real estate, and vaults, like that came with uh, some heavy pressure. That was like, this is like, there's going to be pure examples that if it doesn't work, we're going to know about it. We're going to have to own it right away. Yeah. And guys, here's the reality. The reality of it is it hasn't worked for every single person. Now, let's get, let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit. The reason it hasn't worked, did real estate work for one person and not someone else? Yeah, sometimes. Was it the real estate or was it the person? In my experience, it's been the person. Boom. You just hit the nail now right granted, on granted, I have a vested interest. I'm going to recuse myself from that answer because I, am, I cannot be objective about it. 
So guess what? I've seen people, I've seen people with vaults. Vault is the easiest thing to operate. It's the easiest thing to be successful. And I've seen people achieve amazing results, leveraging and utilizing a vault. And I've seen people fall flat on their face. And that is mind boggling to me because I don't understand how you could mess up a vault. So here's the crazy part. If you're going, and this is the, uh, if we're going to pick up one side of the stick, we have to pick it up all the way. We have to understand what this means because if you're going to focus, if you're going to rise up and take control, then the result of that focus, the result of that control is on you, the individual. The reason we built Cashflow Tactics and we don't talk about rates of return and we don't talk about XYZ, real estate or vault, those are just tools. The reason the forward-facing message of Cashflow Tactics, this very podcast is titled Rise Up, is because on the tail end of focus, it requires you to realize and understand that you, my friends, are your number one asset. And when you pick up this idea of control, you have to understand and, and be able to utilize that control in an effective way. Jimmy, you and I have made hundreds, thousands of mistakes on this path to becoming financially free. But with every mistake we made, we picked ourselves up, we dusted ourselves off, we learned the lesson that was required, and we became a better investor the next time around. That's the idea here, guys. I want you to think about this. I mean, let's just go back to life again. What if I'm married, right? What if I went to my marriage and I wanted to be diversified in my marriage? I don't think that would go over that well. I know Susie would not tolerate that. Bethany would not be very happy with that. What if Bethany came to me and she wanted to be diversified? That's not going to go very well. What if I wanted to be diversified in my parenting? What if I wanted to be diversified in my career? What if I want to be the best surgeon and the best writer and the best, you know, podcaster and the best everything? Like I'm going to be average across the board. Guys, if you want extraordinary results, period, in any area of your life, it requires you to focus. And this is the beauty. This is the This is really the holy grail and the secret behind people that have achieved massive results in their life, in their business. They're not doing what everyone else does better. They're not just better at diversification than you are, Jimmy. They are doing the exact opposite. They are lasering down. They are focusing down and doubling down on a very narrow focus to get massive results in that area. And that's the beauty of this. I mean, I don't know how else to say it other than that. That's really what this is all about. If you are diversified, by default, you will be average in your financial plan, in your life. If you want extraordinary results, it requires focus. And the more focused you are, the bigger your results are. The bigger you you have the opportunity to look at yourself and say, who do I have to become to handle this level of control and focus? And then the other thing about focus is like when you really commit to something, when you really committed to your wife, right? There's doubts. And then when you proclaim that you're really focusing on something, the conflict you will run into is now all the naysayers will come up and offer unsolicited (laughs) advice as to why your focus will not work. But if you just say, hey, brah, I'm going to kind of hang out. I'm going to diversify. There's nothing, no one will, there's no naysayers to that. No. No one will bother you. But when you commit, either someone in your sphere of influence or the universe will conspire to test you, to say, Ah. are you really committed and are you really focused? Yeah. And Jimmy, you just bring up another word here because, you know, if we talked about focus, it then requires this level of commitment because if you're focused, but you're not committed, then here's where I find a lot of people. And this is where people getting into our game, the people that come in and they're focused. And then secondly, they're committed. The fear that they once had of going and being focused instead of diversified, it kind of dissipates, right? They're now committed and it doesn't really matter what happens. They're going to 
They're committed to the path of becoming free. They're committed to understanding how a vault works, buying cash flowing real estate and building a game plan and a system to get them free. And we've seen this in our community over and over and over again. The people that come in and they're just kind of kicking the tires and they're interested, they come and they go right? They don't stick around. And honestly, they don't really get results. They go back to what's easy. They go back to what's average. They go back to diversification. But the people that come in, they're focused and they're committed. Man, those people go through the roof. They just shoot up like a rocket. Now, it's not always the prettiest rocket launch because they learn a lot of things in the process. But if you're not committed, then you're constantly going to be facing your fears. You're constantly going to be facing your anxiety. You're you're going to listen to what the naysayers say because you're not committed. But if you're committed, man, people think we're crazy. That doesn't slow you down at all, does it, Jimmy? Not at all. Actually, not at all. I like to start aggravating those people, actually. So I'm kind of amused by it. But it's because you are so 100% focused and committed to the path that you're on that no one can deter you from that. And another thing we haven't talked about, the problem with diversification is like, it really sucks to try to have attention on everything you're diversified on. So yeah. you have your return on attention of diversification, like let's understanding all the stocks, all the bonds, all the asset sectors for the return you get on that to understand all of it, your return on attention is so, so low. Yeah. And you just go back to average. You can't be extraordinary at every single thing. You can be extraordinary at a few things. So pick your things, pick your battles and go big. That that is the amazing thing. When we see somebody get focused and get committed is their return on attention spikes. Yeah. It goes up crazy because they're no longer like we've talked about this podcast before. For me personally, I live my life with four pillars, core four blinders. And my return on attention is radically high. Because I am just cannot be distracted by the siren song of anything else. You know, and here's the interesting concept, and we won't go too deep on how this focus applies to your financial plan. Go listen to our podcast where we talk about the game plan. We go a little bit deeper on this topic there. But when people embrace this idea of focus and they're truly committed to rising up and doing what it takes, it's actually a breath of fresh air. Because here's the thing on the other end of not being committed to focus and being diversified, you realize at some point, whether it's early in your life or late in your life, at some point you're going to realize you're not in control. And with that realization comes a tremendous amount of anxiety. Because if you're not in control of your financial plan, then you are, you're really hoping, you know, with your fingers crossed that everything that people have told you is going to work out. And that hope turns into a level of anxiety. The closer and closer you get to this idea of retirement and the more you realize your lack of control over you know, when to predict it and how to impact it, you start to feel this overwhelming sense of anxiety that, well, if I don't control the outcome, I'm going to call my financial advisor every single day or I'm going to look to the government to give me handouts or I'm going to hope that social security is going to save me because, because you've abdicated your responsibility and now your financial plan isn't in your hands. Now your outcome and your version of retirement is up to the average you know, the average hope of that at 65, you have enough money. And we've seen this, Jimmy, happen so many times. People get to that point in life and their idea, their version of retirement is long. It's just a, it's a dead dream because they abdicated that responsibility for so long and now they realize that it's not going to work out for them. Right. So let's wrap this podcast up by just telling one last funny story. But <laughs> speaking of some of the conflicts we've ran into with this and some of our members, we actually had a uh, empire builder one of our business owning empire builders, he 
went completely focused. And what did he do that really pissed off his financial planner? Man, it was, it was really funny. So he came into our world and prior to coming into our world, he was focusing on his business. He was making good money. And then he was taking that money and doing what every other average person does, putting it in some diversified IRA portfolio managed by some goldfish advisor. Well, it's especially insidious when in business owners do this too, because they tie up their liquidity for their business. But that's yeah, we'll have to do a whole nother, man, we always come up with new podcasts. That is. Yeah. We need to do an entrepreneur's playbook podcast. But so when this guy came in and we walked him through, hey, your best investment is your business and your best return on your attention is investing in your business and making money. And then everything you need to do outside of that is focus on keeping that money and turning it into cash flow. Man, it took him a little while, but once he got a game plan and got clear, then he took a very scary step. And we've seen this happen with so many people. It's scary to go, because you can't dip your foot in the water with what we do. I mean, you're either in or you're not. And so he came in and he decided to reallocate his funds, pull money out of a well-diversified portfolio, put that money into a very focused vault, and then redirect that vault into cash flowing real estate. And he was pumped up, super excited. The game plan gave him everything he wanted, but then he had to go have that conversation. At first, it was an email. He sent an email to his Goldfish advisor and the Goldfish advisor said, no, that's not right. You need to be diversified. And then he came back and said, okay, am I really committed to freedom or not? He checked his commitment and said, I'm committed to freedom. And he responded back to his financial advisor saying, no, I'm not going to be diversified. I'm going to be focused. Give me my money back. And this financial advisor was not happy about that. What kind of email did he get back? And then the email, he said basically, the cash flow tactics guy should be sent to jail. Cash flow tactics guys should be sent to jail for telling you to focus. Don't you know that diversification is the holy grail? What they are doing is borderline insanity. That was a great email. And that's why I was just like, man, these topics really are spicy. They are. I mean, we're, we're ruffling feathers out there. And, and look, we're not doing this to garner attention. We're doing this to get you to think, get you to think about life and then applying life principles to your financial plan. Guys, everything we talk about inside of Cashflow Tactics is based on, look, what do you want? Why does that thing that you want matter? And who must you become to get it? Once you understand that, then money is simply a tool. That's all it is. It's not good or bad. It doesn't matter how much you have until you understand how it can be used as a tool to get what you want. If you're not clear on what you want and why it matters, then go ahead, be diversified and hope for one day. But if you are clear, then it's time to rise up so that you can live free. Financial freedom isn't free. You don't just wake up one day and magically have enough money and everything's perfect. You create that. You create it. All righty. So if you are ready to stop playing the diversification game, get off the, what do we call it? The casino of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come over, join our Cashflow Tactics community. We have a free Facebook group. Just search Cashflow Tactics in your Facebook feed, do our five-day financial freedom challenge and get in the game, start getting focused, get committed and join us. You want to say goodbye, Ryan? Oh yeah, I do want to say goodbye. I was being focused right there. I was so focused on what you were saying. So yeah, man, let's do it. It is a holiday weekend right now. So we're going to go out and be free. But on the tail end of this, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. Get into the game, rise up so that you can live free and we'll see you on the next podcast. See you guys. All right, all right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Rise Up Live Free podcast. If you're not subscribed already, then be sure to do that right now so you can get all of the latest information downloadable right to your phone. But before you go, what would it be like and feel like if you had your own personalized financial freedom game plan? If you like that, head over to cashflowtactics.com forward slash five day challenge. 
There, we'll walk you through step-by-step in just 30 minutes a day. Over the course of five days, we'll show you what's working, what's not, where you're stuck, and help you gain clarity for probably the first time ever in exactly what it will take for you to be on the path to financial freedom in just 10 years or less. If you're ready to go, join us at cashflowtactics.com forward slash five-day challenge. Until next time, take control over your finances, rise up, and live free.